Welcome to On Texas Football. It's the weekly episode of Lunch with the Coach brought to you by Laura Baker of Keller Williams. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by Coach Brian Irwin, two-time state championship football coach of the Lamarck Cougars, a high school coach around the state uh, for a great number of years. Brian, uh, you were in the Cotton Bowl, uh, big, big Longhorn loss on Saturday. Uh, kind of take us through how you saw that game transpiring from start to finish as we get going, and then I've got some more specific questions uh, as we go forward. Well, there's no doubt Oklahoma came out hot, came out firing. Um, uh, we, we, I thought did a good job by the end of the first quarter, did a good job of, of uh, trying to quell their, their momentum and quell their emotion. And, and uh, you know, I thought both teams were jazzed up, but there's no doubt Oklahoma came out firing. You know, Quinn made a bad mistake. On, on the second play of the game. And, and you know, uh, things kind of snowballed on us there. But, you know, the, the fake punt we ran, I, I love that call. Uh, then we end up getting the block punt, punt for a touchdown and and uh, just kind of slowing everything down. In the first quarter, it's great. In the halftime, we're, we're fine. We're down three. Uh, it's kind of the same way at the end of the third quarter. It's kind of the same way we are for two minutes to go in the game. I mean, we know we didn't play as good a football game as we could play. We weren't as clean. We had three turnovers. We had a bunch of penalties. We had a bunch of sacks. Um, we, we know we didn't play as clean as we could. But at the end of the day, if we finish the game the way we finished the game against Alabama and we close that thing out with, you know, we get the ball with two, two and a half minutes to play, go down and close it out with offense. Don't give Oklahoma a chance to even get the ball back. Uh, maybe you were kicking a field goal with four seconds to go in the game, or we're scoring a touchdown with 12 seconds to go in the game. Ball game's over. So there's some positives that can come out of it. I know it's, it's very, very disappointing. It's for all of us. But, um, you know, uh, the sun's going to come up. It did come up. And uh, this football team's just going to continue to get better. But what we've got to see is a football team that does get better each and every week. And this is the time. This is go time. This is the time of the season where, where champions become champions and everybody else is everybody else. Speak to that. You said that because I, I got the same question last night on a live stream uh, that I was doing with Rod Babers. And he, he said that he felt a couple things. He felt like you just did that Sark was ready for this moment because of that fourth down fake punt, because he had something special lined up in the, in the punt game. He was trying to match momentum and wasn't going to let just let OU take it over. That that his his he feels like Sark actually grew as a coach in this game from when he first played it. Right, he, yeah. he felt like he had more answers and more retorts. Yeah. Uh, you, you saying this also brings up something I, I had in the live stream last night, uh, and that is now is the time for Texas to take a step forward, not to continue yeah. and dwell on what just happened on Saturday. Um, I got to ask, what do you want to see? in the next week, week and a half from this Texas team uh, before they get ready to play uh, Houston? Really take this opportunity to get healthy and take the opportunity to, to really figure out who we are, what we do great, what we don't do great. Um, tweak some schemes, uh, both offensively and defensively, and uh, just played our strengths. But most importantly, we've got to start that process now becoming a great football team. We're a very, very good football team. We've got to take the step now from an execution standpoint and a physical standpoint uh, to, to become a great football team. There's only going to end up being three or four great football teams this year. 
Uh, right now, you know, we're seeing maybe one or two evolve. Uh, Georgia took that next step. Um, uh, we know there's some more coming, but uh, we certainly could be in that conversation, but we've got to take the next step. You've got to keep getting better every single week. And I don't think we got better uh, from, you know, Baylor to, to, to eventually Oklahoma. I just don't think we improved a ton. We saw some setbacks defensively. Um, we, we, we didn't look as fast. We, we didn't look like we were, we were playing like our butts are on fire. We didn't dominate the line of scrimmage like we'd been dominating the line of scrimmage uh, on both sides of the ball. What's, what's kind of weird to me is the way this game unfolded where I thought our run defense was outstanding overall. I thought our rushing offense was outstanding. So from a line of scrimmage standpoint in the run game on both sides, I thought we dominated the game. Now, I know they had 200 yards of, of uh, rushing offense, and we had like 156, but Dylan Gabriel had 113 on, on scrambles. Those aren't design rushes. So a lot of that rushing game is how you got to try to defend the passing game and, and, and handle a guy like Dylan Gabriel. So from a, from a run game standpoint, both offensively and defensively, I thought we won the game. From a passing standpoint, pass protection – um, and pass rush standpoint, they dominated the game. We could not get to the quarterback, but once they got there five times, and uh, you know, we just had a hard time getting there, and we had a hard time protecting Quinn. So uh, we've got to look at our pass protection and our pass rush situations. We can stop the run, and we can run the football. We know that. That's that's our identity right now, and and we've got to now focus on how we're going to handle these teams that that have quarterbacks that can go. Have a couple more questions for you, um, but before I do that, I want to say thank you to our sponsor. Our sponsor is uh, Laura Baker of Keller Williams Realty. She's an Austin area real estate agent, handles everywhere all across Central Texas, uh, but has been a lifelong Austinite. Uh, Laura is at with the Keller Williams Group. She works with Andy Allen and his team. Email her at laura at andyallenteam.com or call her 512-784-0505. That's 512-784-0505. I was texting her uh, on Sunday, Brian, and she was devastated about this loss. Uh, there is no doubt about it. Uh, laura Baker with Keller Williams. Hey, uh, Brian, uh, you mentioned picking out the strengths and maybe the weaknesses and improving and, and trying to figure out that. What are the strengths of this Texas team, in your opinion? We're, we're halfway through the regular season, six games in. Mm -hmm. uh, just in general, what I said a while ago, we, we can stop the run. I think we can line up against anybody in the country and stop the run on a regular basis. Now, when you start throwing in quarterback scrambles and quarterback things off schedule, that's that's not that's not a running game. Okay, I know, I know guys like Dylan Gabriel get 113 yards, but he probably only had 15 yards on design quarterback runs uh, with – the first one, you know, down at the goal line's first touchdown being the biggest run he probably had from a designed quarterback run. So we can stop the run and we can run the football. Jonathan Brooks is a, is a stud. Uh, our offensive line is solid. We're good. We got to settle in on the schemes that, that, that can, that can make it go. You know, I thought the counter was very effective for us in the game uh, on, on Saturday. And, and um, you know, we we're having a little bit of trouble with the, the inside zone and then, as soon as I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, we need to start stretching these guys. Uh, we need to start running the zone stretch. Well, all of a sudden, Sark did. I mean, I, I'm right th I was right there with him. All of a sudden, we ran the stretch play, and Jonathan Brooks started picking up a good positive yardage, and then he ended up you know, busting that 29-yarder. But, you know, we can run the football. We can stop the run. That's what I like most about us. 
um, uh, we got to be able to protect the quarterback. That's 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 the negative. We got to be able to put pressure on them in a passing game standpoint. Got it. Uh, what what about the secondary? What did you make of the Texas secondary getting sliced and diced there, especially at the end of the game? I think that was more because we were real, real, real conservative. We 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 didn't play that soft. You know, they went sixty yards in three plays. Uh, from you know, let's call it the twenty to the twenty in three plays, and then a couple more plays. You know, and boom, they're in, in the end zone. Um, we were soft. We were playing almost a prevent defense. Um, it was some form of prevent. I mean, we sat there in a in a soft zone three plays in a row, and uh, that's where I think if we had a chance to do it over again, in hindsight, it's always twenty twenty. Uh, as a coach, sometimes you know you get it right, sometimes you don't, but. Our offense not finishing the deal and and even go back to the third and 10 call right on, on third down before we kicked the field goal. We ran the ball right there, maybe hindsight. Well, let's go get the first down. If we get a first down right there, we either win the game or it's going to overtime. We're not losing the game in regulation. And that's where we've got to finish the game to be a championship club. Go close the deal. Don't give them a chance. Um, suffocate them. And, and we didn't do a good job of suffocating right there. We left them a little bit of breath. We left them a little bit of oxygen. And then we came out defensively on the flip side, again, probably not doing what we should have done, probably play a little more aggressively and, and not set back in a soft zone. Let's just play like we played the whole game, mixing in the zone and playing man free because we played a ton of man free and uh, you know a ton of pressure stuff. So I think that is the lesson I would take from it is – the last two minutes of the game, um, we could have done some better things on offense and we could have done some better things on defense, and we win the game. Got it. Uh, all right. Uh, you mentioned schemes. One of the things that Texas rolled out for the first time was something that I, Rod and I were calling the Big 11 personnel package. It was Malik Ogbo as a sixth offensive lineman with no other tight end on the field. There yeah. were three wide receivers in that set, yeah. and that really seemed to confuse and uh, – Caused yeah. Oklahoma a lot of problems. Jordan Whittington had his best day of, of his career, really, against yeah. OU, uh, yeah. in part because of that. What, what were your thoughts when you saw that? Do you think about that uh, going to that set and exactly what it meant and allowed for Quinn Ewers to do? I love it because when you watched the, I think it was the 29 0 touchdown run by Jonathan Brooks, we were in that package. Yes. And, and um, Ogbo and Kelvin Banks just destroyed their guys. I blocked them, you know, five, seven yards down the field. And then Adonai did a great job of cracking down inside on the safety. That leaves the corner unblocked, corners outside, corners don't want to tackle anyway. And and so, you know, Jay Brooks made him miss and he goes, goes to the house. So that package was unbelievable. We had, a, we had a better edge set right there on that running play. And that was a stretch type play. Um, and, and I really like that because JT does struggle on the edge. JT is not the strongest. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Normal, typical tight end, you know, hand-in-the-grass type guy. He's more of an H-back. He's more of a guy you might want to split outside some more. Um, but as far as being the point of attack, he he's not that guy. And so if we want that guy, then, then, then let's do it. We'll, we'll, we'll take your receiver off the – uh, you know, a receiver off the field. We still got three receivers. We got the stud tailback. So I think it's a great package. We have to set the edge. We have to we have to block with the tight end. Whether it's a stretch on the play side or whether we're trying to you know zone cut off the backside in, in the zone running game. All right. Uh, speaking with Brian Irwin, two-time state championship head football coach. Uh, Brian, uh, thanks uh, for joining me for the lunch with the coach here. Uh, brought to you by Laura Baker of Keller Williams. A uh, couple other uh, questions I had for you. Uh, any other uh, critiques that you might have? I, one of the things I mentioned was the tackling on the perimeter. Oh, you got a lot of extra yards on the perimeter. The corners didn't tackle well. Some of the safeties didn't seem like they really fit the run well. Hidden yardage there. Did that bother you at all, or was that just part of playing football? I mean, a little bit. You know, they they, they popped a couple on us. Nothing, you know, consistent. I still feel like I feel like we stopped the run. They did have a couple of edge plays. I know Finkley, he he got he got um, reached a couple times. Didn't set the edge both on the left hand side and the right hand side, uh, fairly close back to back. Um, I think I had a note here: um, tackling in space became a problem again, and, it, and it's all. It seems like it's been like a couple of years since we look like that. Uh, but but on Saturday we we look like that. We look slow. We looked dead-legged. I don't, I don't know what the problem was there, but we just looked slow. We looked dead-legged with, with some of our linebacking core uh, and, and a few other players. And, you know, was that because Dylan Gabriel's that fast and that elusive? Or, or were we not fresh-legged? And, and are we not athletic enough to, to play at that level? And so I don't, I don't know. But we, we didn't match up well. Uh, if we play, when we play them again, uh, we, we got to have a different game plan. Uh, you think this? You just said that, and I don't know if it was a slip of the tongue or not. But you said when we play them again, mm -hmm. uh, expand on that and what you're really thinking. I'm thinking, you know, we're going to take this thing one at a time and uh, win one game at a time. We, we can't put the cart before the horse. It's got to be literally a one day at a time, one game at a time deal. We have the ability to win them, win them all, but we're not worried about it. We just need to enjoy this process, win one at a time see where we are at the end with our goal being we still pretty much control our own destiny and, and uh, you know, do what we need to do, take care of business, take care of Texas, focus on Texas, focus on our strengths and, and, and minimize our weaknesses. And then we'll, we'll be there in the end. We'll play them again. And when we do, we'll have a different plan knowing now how I didn't know Dylan Gabriel was that elusive. I didn't know he was that fast. And, 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 and so, We'll have a plan for that. Yeah. Uh, they, they will likely use a spy of some sort and maybe change up some of the defense. I, I would like to see us defensively play a three-down look against them. I would like to see us play a three-four and and be odd and be odd 90% of the time. 
and um, rush rush three and your fourth ads at inside linebacker, and then out of the three four you can bring the house and multiple blitzes as well. I don't think the four nine defense is the way you want to attack them. Uh, and that's this is interesting because you've defended the Art Briles system before mm-hmm. in high school. Like it, it's run by multiple different coaches. And you think a three-down uh, defensive front is the way to go against that? That style? I do. I, I do. You know, we're big-bodied, uh, big, huge bodies like we got with Sweat. Put that, put that guy over the center. Get the push right there initially. You create a lot of havoc with what you can do out of the three-four. Uh, just like we said going into this game, you know, Bobby, yeah, they're a spread. You know, Jeff Levy, uh, know those guys, you know, very, very well, very good friends. I know what they want to do. They want to run the football. Well, they do. They ran it 43 times, you know. And and they're not going to throw it deep. They're not. They're not, that's not who they are. They're going to run the football and then they're going to dink and dunk, and uh, and try to get yards after the catch. So, uh, yeah, I think I think the odd defense, especially with as good and as elusive as Dylan Gabriel is, that gives you the ability to to have that fourth guy as an inside linebacker, semi in coverage, but but ready to fit when when Dylan starts escaping from the pocket. He's right there ready to fit, and there's very little space in there uh, for him to make a bunch of different moves. Whereas when you're rushing forward, he breaks the pocket, set up the middle. Well, now there's a huge gap between the next level and him. And and now uh, taking a guy like Jaden Ford and trying to be able to get him on the ground is a lot more difficult. Whereas if I'm only three or four y- yards away from him, I, I can get him on the ground. All right, uh, I'm going to keep going here with Brian. I've got a couple more questions for you, Coach. Uh, but first, I want to th- say thank you very much to our sponsor of Lunch with the Coach, a uh, very good uh, realtor in the Austin area, Laura Baker uh, with Keller Williams. Give her a shout at 512-784-0505. That's 512-784-0505. Or reach out to her via email, laura at andyallenteam.com. She will take care of you. She's just terrific. Uh, I've gotten a lot of compliments on her from folks that have uh, used her as well. And she know, no one knows the Austin area better than her. So if you're moving to, from, or within the Austin area, make sure you give Laura uh, a, ch- a shout at 512-784-0505. Thank you, Laura, for your sponsorship. Uh, Coach, I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned. Uh, you mentioned Texas hasn't necessarily improved from Baylor through to – uh, OU. I felt like the offense showed it had a little more punch against OU, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of agree with you on defense. It's it's almost like maybe there needs to be some new blood, uh, whether that's Derek Williams at safety, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Hill at linebacker, Manny Muhammad at corner. As a coach, and you've, you've dealt with this, right? When you were in high school, you had sophomores come into your program that may be more talented than your than your seniors on varsity. Yes. yes. How do you deal with that and get that accomplished during the season potentially? You, you know who the best players are. I mean, by this point in time, we know a guy like you know Derek Williams can. Is he better than Catalan? I I don't know, but I, I love Catalan. I hope he's. I don't know what his situation is. I, I really hated to see him go down. I mean, we love a guy like that. That guy's laying it on the line for us, down in and down out, and, and bringing the freaking wood, uh, you know, checking the oil every snap. Uh, so so I don't ever wish anything bad to happen, something like that for Derek Williams to have to play. But Derek Williams, he played. He played well. Uh, you know, Anthony Hill, guys like that, Muhammad. Do we have some more? Yeah, let's, let's – 
if we, we know if, if we got them and those guys are ready to play, sure, they, they can go and they can play at this level at this point. Um, it's a performance-based game. To answer your question, Mike, it's a performance-based game. Well, we always said there's no front pockets in those in those football pants. It doesn't matter whether you're a freshman, a sophomore, or a senior. It doesn't matter who your mom and daddy is. It doesn't matter if they're in the booster club. It doesn't matter what kind of house they got or what kind of car they drive. The best players play. It's a performance-based game. Ballers ball, just like, you know, Oklahoma's kid, the Bowman kid. I mean, that, that kid is a freshman. He, he can play. And we know we got him, too. And uh, we, we got to let our guys go. So um, we just got to keep keep guys fresh. We got to keep speed on the field. Defensive speed reared its head to me Saturday. We didn't have the speed at linebacker that that we that we thought we had or that we need. Jalen Ford had a it was a it was a rough day. It was a real rough day for him. I'm not sure what what happened. Uh, sometimes you have those days where you don't have your legs, uh, but. Uh, He'll be back. We know we know what we got in him, and uh, our defense. We played hard. We played physical. We stopped the run. Um, it wasn't an effort thing. It wasn't. We were flying around. Um, we just got to put the best speed that we can possibly put on the field, and and especially when you're facing a quarterback that's like Dylan Gable that can 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 be elusive and make plays off schedule. I, I don't know how many we're going to face down the road at this point, but uh, you've got to be able to. You gotta be able to handle that. Uh, you mentioned uh, not some questioning improvement maybe on defense. One of the reasons I think offense has improved is Quinn's resilience mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday. I think that's one of the first times we've seen him have a really, really bad start and then come back and have a really, really strong finish. Yeah, so that, that's number one. Second one is I don't think that the wide receivers had a true drop yesterday for the second consecutive game. Yeah. You, you know, I think that he and the receivers are really starting to, to, to hit a little bit. You agree with that? I do. Um, I think the biggest part of the pass game, you know, our RPOs are beautiful. Our running game is beautiful. It's some of the play action stuff and drop back stuff where the protections are really breaking down. It looks like almost a Chinese fire drill up there. It's not, it's not clean. And, 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 um, you know, I don't know if that's part because of what the defense is doing to that per, a particular personnel package um, or what, but uh, we, we just got to clean up pass protection because – and, again, I will say there's were a couple times still Quinn, the pocket is what it is, and, and, he, and he's, he's moving incorrectly in the pocket. Not a ton, but it's just sometimes that pocket's perfectly clean and, and he takes off or he takes, you know, takes off outside or takes off inside – and it's still good. It's still clean. Somebody can come pop free. So he's going to have to continue to improve and be great. He needs to become great as, a, as in the pocket, the way he maneuvers and the way he avoids A gap, B gap, C gap, and D gap pressures. He And he is, boy, if you ever question Quinn Ewer's talent, I don't think you would after Saturday afternoon. Uh, no. Because that, that was on, on display clearly. Uh, a, a strong performance to end the game after a miserable, truly beginning. Uh, Brian, any other major takeaways for you that you want to talk about from OU and as we look forward uh, now with the off week? You know, the, the major takeaways, we are we are where we are. We, what happened, happened. Um, losing a football game is not the end of the world. We got a really good football team. We got a really good coaching staff. We got a lot of talent. Um, we're still a top 10 team in the country, I presume. And so let's just – Keep getting better. 
I know it's an old cliche, but we just have to dig in and we've got to get better. And that's the name of the game in, in football this time of the year is get better every single week. And, and as the season unfolds, there's going to be a ton of teams that they, they start dropping off. And we've got to keep getting better, just a little bit better every week. And um, when we do that, there's no doubt that uh, we can be there and where, where we want to be there at the end of the season. All right. Uh, thanks, Brian. I appreciate your time. That's Brian Irwin, uh, head foot, my former head football coach, two-time state champion. Uh, Brian, I appreciate it. Uh, also, guys, uh, by the way, we're part of uh, InsideTexas.com. Make sure you guys uh, get a subscription if you can. Uh, right now, we're offering $1 for two months. You must select the monthly offer. Promo code OTFIT23. That's OTFIT23. Uh, Brian, I will see you next week. Uh, and we will still have this lunch with the coach as a preview uh, for uh, the Longhorns against the University of Houston. Uh, Brian, I appreciate it. You have a good one, bud. Awesome. Hook them. All right. Hook them.